Well, if you're back, you're a glutton for punishment. Welcome to Off and Wrong, Never in Doubt, episode two. Hey, thanks for the good feedback that we got on episode one. Today, we're going to talk about some fun topics. We got a cool wine, talking about some dad life. I went to my first college football game. That was exciting. You're going to hear about that. And some more golf topics. So stay tuned. Enjoy. See you next time. Here we go. Round two. Episode two, Often Wrong, Never in Doubt. Steven and Pratt here in my barn. Hopefully there's not an echo. Cheers to you. Salud. Yeah. And hey, so far we've gotten good feedback. Talk about, we got a thanks to fans. I don't know about you. I've, I know. I was pretty surprised that people even tuned in. So thanks for listening. I've had seven or eight different people text me. So I feel like we're kind of a big deal. Yeah. And my 10-year-old wanted to listen. So I and, was like, you know what? We're getting up there in the eyes of our kids at least. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not tech savvy, so I don't really know how to look at the listens, but I have a sneaky feeling we might be big in like a different country, like Kazakhstan or something like Yeah, I know there's some Indonesians right now that are I'm, like, man, these guys are on point. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, the first topic with us kind of getting so big so fast is I have thought about that we need a lead-in song. Okay. You know? Yeah, I mean, something, like a fight song to walk out to? Yeah, but something like, you know, jazzy, you know, something that, you know, says we're classy, but also we, well, like to party. <laughs> like to party, but also, it's like a tuxedo t-shirt. Well, you remember our uh, trip, which we'll touch on later, but you remember we were listening to Chicago, right? Oh my goodness. I mean, in the trumpet, like if uh-huh. we could get a trumpet in there, like I actually, I don't know if this is a pickup. I keyed up a little intro to Chicago, you know, 25, you know, or six and four. Yeah. I mean, six to four. Here we go. Let's see. Let's see if I can play this just for a few seconds if they'll pick it up. All right, here comes the trumpet. Ready? See, like that. I mean... I don't know. Is Chicago still alive, actually? Like, I I don't... I think at least half of them are still touring. (laughs) We don't have people yet, but what if we had people that could look into them doing a 30-second intro for us? Like, I don't... If not, I'm sure JP could rip something up for us. Well, that's... I love that idea. Right? JP, my son, who's a trumpet guy. What about the Christian Academy Jazz Band? Oh, my goodness. Dr. James Barry. (laughs) Actually, I don't know... Mr. Barry, I don't know if you're listening to this, but I don't think you're a doctor, but you're the doctor of music. What if we get the jazz band to do an original? Like they write something for 30 seconds. Leave I mean, us in. I like this, but I think you have to do video for the intro too. So I think maybe in the next few weeks, you'll see us also load these up to YouTube, if we're, especially if we're going to have a jazz band. Yeah. Because I have to do jazz hands, right? In front of the jazz So that, let's band. say the first one, and I'm already going to tell you, I'm more comfortable right now because oh, I'm in a t-shirt. Um, Bluffton, what is this? Yeah, high tides, good vibes. It makes me feel more comfortable. Yeah, so I don't have to like look at the camera. I can have notes in front of me. I can yeah. gaze into your eyes. If we do video, I think you just do like the Gary V style, just set it up yeah. on the side and like forget about it. Yeah. Well, but, that's a good idea though. I think we should talk about that with JP. JP. The yeah, I think so too. But we need something. I mean, I got to tell you, and I'm, I mean, I'm prepared for this because I was thinking of even a little earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> I mean, you know, something that. I'm, can I just give you uh, just a, uh, these are the samplings and we'll talk about it. Okay. Off, off. Okay. Yeah. Let's get a quick, quick hit on this thing. Oh yeah. Can you hear us coming in right now? Right now. Here it goes. Often wrong, never enough. I don't think we have the copyrights for that. No, we don't. So, so yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back to reality. We do not have the copyrights for that, but I do see what you mean, and I like maybe a lead-in song. So. Something like And maybe we have to think about getting this translated for our co- people in Indonesia and Kazakhstan. In Kazakhstan. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. Okay, let's let's get into this, because we're going to try to consolidate this, if we're going to do this you know, more uh, often. We're going to try to keep this to about 40 minutes or so for you guys. So yeah, much easier to listen. First of all, let's talk about golf. Okay. Topic number one. You played... Today, we haven't. I just saw you 10 minutes ago. I didn't ask because I wanted to be surprised. Did you play? Yes or no? I did not play. Oh. No, I was supposed to. I had a 9 o'clock tea time with my wife. The kids got us up. We ran off, came back home. She's dressed for golf. I'm dressed for golf. And it's car path only because it's all wet. I was like, nah. You don't want to do the exercise. I get it. Well, we just have two hours to be together before we have to go pick up the kids. Enough said. We don't want to hear about the rest of it. That's right. (laughs) Fair enough. Oh, man, I was excited to hear about your progression. I mean... Well, if you want to talk about the progression from last week, it would have just been phenomenal either way. Because... So last week, 
we went to Clemson. My first college football first game college ever. Game, but we're going to talk about golf. So we got there a little early. Yep. And Clemson's in the upstate for all you seven listeners that don't know where Clemson is. Went to north of Greenville, played a little course called the Cliffs at Mountain Park. Yep. Shout Mountain out Marcus. to Matt Rowe for getting us on there. Great time. Thought it was a beautiful course. Tell me about what's going on in your golf world. Let's talk about that first of all, because we played then, I've played then, and I played yesterday, which I can talk about, but yeah. Steven's new to golf. He's improving <clears throat> amazing. He's 24 handicap, probably beginning of the year. He's probably 17 now. Yeah. So we went out and we played Mountain Park. First of all, Mountain, it's trippy playing these mountain courses because regardless of which way you visually see a green going, it could mess with you. Like there's rivers and there's mountains and you can misread slopes. And I mean, I'm not real good at reading greens anyway right now. So you're but, talking about the difference in the grade of the earth. This is yeah. for our listeners that don't know about grade. There's a grade of the earth. The earth is naturally coming down a mountain, but the slope of the green could be tilted the other way. And so your eyes. So you think it's going to break one way and it's breaking still down the mountain, of course, because that's how the earth is moving. But yeah, there's some visually, we mentioned this last week or last time about the Vegas course. Cascada did the same thing. You're sitting there yeah. playing. So anyway, so that made it a little bit more challenging. But I think I was five, no, six over through three holes. And you had, In yes. The, it was not looking like it was going to shape up to be a good day. But, but we, we shook it out off. of the car. We got hot out of the car. Yeah. We shook it off. Shook it off and started playing pretty decent. I think I ended up with a 94. But I know you had a three or four hole run with pars in a row, which is... Three pars in a row. On the front nine, right? Yep, on the front nine. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of progression, and what's really helping is, I mean, especially when we play together, right? We were both in a bunker next to each yeah. other. And I was like, oh, I hate getting these bunkers. And you were just like, hey, do this, do this, do this, do this. Well, you're coachable. And I'm coachable. I and mean, you've I'll never, do and you've you never had, And you've never had that kind of, you know, teaching on bunker play, which is totally different. But... I'm going to actually, I think, I'm going to give you a compliment on something else. They're rare, so I'm bracing myself. Yeah, this might be a backhanded compliment, but <laughs> this is, is the else? first time. How long have I known you now? A year and a half? Yeah. This is the first time not only have I seen you in khaki shorts. Yes. But the shorts were above your knees. Yeah, there's a seven-inch inseam going yeah. on. Yeah, so... I didn't even um, know the pants came in a seven-inch inseam, but no, my wife for, told me that I should know. I'm just going to leave it at this. You <laughs> can take the kid out of New Jersey, but you can't take the New Jersey out of the kid. So that's kind of his look. We're working I've, on it. <laughs> I'm just, working on it. Look, I'm just going to paint a quick picture. You know, we're in the beautiful South here. You show up at my, you show up at my pool. Here we go. And you've got a black tank top on. It's dark blue. I, maybe I don't. I don't know what they're called. They're some kind of shorts that go down past your calves. As For anybody funny. listening, not in the Low Country, they're called board shorts. Board shorts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm well a compliment. But yes, now I'm, I'm giving you a compliment. I am starting to dress like I belong here. And you are in a country club. You uh, remember yeah, being a in a country club and how I dress. Those things are diametrically opposed. I think you're improving, and I want to give so you- So not only improving my golf game, but also improving my dress. That, sorry, we're actually recording on a ping pong table now, so that slap was me. <laughs> but that gave me an idea. I mean, we're getting big. Maybe we should think about sponsors and shorts. Like I, Vineyard I, Vine sponsorship? No, I love, I'm thinking Viore. Like I like oh, Viore. Okay. Remember I was telling you about well, the bank shorts? Yeah, those are like the Lululemons, right? Well, Viores. yeah, but they're made of like, the banks are made of plastic bottles. Well, it doesn't really matter, but you can run in them, swim in them. They got golf stuff, but although now I'm thinking of that, I don't know how many Kazakhstan Indians, I don't know how you wear shorts. So maybe, but you know, a Viore. Why? God, it has to get hot. Viore just made a course. Hey, Viore, if you're listening, we're open <laughs> for sponsorship. We are looking for a few We're looking for sponsorship. So <laughs> I don't know. We got to throw things. You're wearing nice shorts now. I don't. I'm trying anyway. to step the game up. Well, we played golf, and I will say I had an interesting experience. I have been injured pretty much the whole year. But yeah. I had a back injury five-plus weeks ago, and that was my first time swinging a club in 30 days. Started off rough. Yeah. And how did you think it was going to go? Terrible. I mean, I have high expectations. I'm above-average golfer. and So uh, our, our buddy was like, all right, let's bet. And you were like, yeah, but you got to give me some strokes. He refused. 
And that's our buddy MT. We call him the fry guy. Fry so, guy MT. Yeah. So we didn't, but you know, there was some rust there and I ended up playing well. Actually, I'll be honest. I played really well, surprisingly, but I still kind of, it's interesting. Mentally, it was rusty for me because I didn't really pay attention, but Matt Rowe, the guy we played with, I made the turn even par, made a birdie on nine to make even par, yep. which was awesome. I had no expectations of that. But then all of a sudden I went bogey, bogey, 10 and 11. And I'm like, what is going on? But it's interesting. And I, I've played a ton of tournament golf in, in my life and stuff. And this is a great lesson. Actually, this is a great lesson for you. I drove up to the 12th and I realized where my mind was. My mind was I hadn't expected to play well. Mm. And 10 and 11, I started thinking about the outcome. Like I started thinking about, oh, what if I play well today? What a story is this going to be? Because my bad back and I'm not going to be afraid. And so my focus shifted. Yeah. Not to get too technical, but from my process, you know, from what I think about behind the ball, what I think about when I swing or don't think about. But I started focusing on the outcome and I caught myself. Yeah. And I know that. That's like, you know, oh, I could shoot even par. I could shoot whatever. But as soon as I recognized, recognized that, I ended up shooting even par the rest of the way. So yeah, and you ended up two over yeah. on the day. Yeah, which was I was thrilled. Which was with. the best score in the group. I was thrilled with. It was it was a clinic. But it was good. And it was a lot of fun. And I feel like, I mean, even though you were stiff and like, man, it's amazing to just be able to get out and there's not a bad day on the golf course. Like, no. That's what I really love about golf. Well, I'm bummed like, that you didn't play today because I was excited to hear about it. Yeah. Especially I wanted to see how my swing tip. I sent you. <laughs> you did send me a voicemail. I get vo voice message last night. Go ahead. Let's play it for the audience so that okay, they know this, that this is not just all an act. No, no. This so, is actually our life. This is seven fifteen last night. Seven twelve to be exact. I just just a little friendly. Steven, this is your friend Pratt Reed. I know you're playing golf in the morning, so I was just calling to remind you. Right cheek, left cheek. Have fun. <laughs> so right cheek, right cheek. left cheek. For those of you that don't play golf, that is just weight distribution and shift. And when I started playing, it was all baseball swing or hockey swing, shoulders, like. Swaying, you swayed a lot. Not, not engaging the lower body at all. And <laughs> so in response to that, I sent him the Nacho Libre mm. famous butt clench. Yes. Photo back, so. But yeah, so I was excited. I wanted to hear if that worked, but I don't know if you picked up, there's a subtle thing in that that little voice message too that we discussed on our trip. And this is fun because now we're talking family. I said, Steven, this is your friend, Pratt Reed. Yes, I did pick that up. <laughs> so I'm uh, pretty sure my father is not technical. He's not technologically advanced or going to listen to this podcast. But my father, I love him to death. He's going to be 73 this year. His name's John. He has, since the inception of cell phones, has called me. And every time he calls me, he's, I, I say hello, and he goes, hey, Pratt, this is your dad, John Reed. <laughs> and then- now this isn't on a voicemail. This is actually this is when actual, you pick up the phone. This is actual every call. I'm not making fun of him. It's just, it actually is kind of a family joke too, because even in his text messages, which I showed you, yes. he signs it, John Reed. So anyways, I was just, I wanted to get a smile at your, your face <laughs> last is, night. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. Just, so that's why I did that. Anything else golf we got? I mean, next week maybe I talk. I mean, I'm heading to Rome for, but I don't want to talk about that now. We're going to. Uh, yeah, you Ryder talk about Cup. that when you get back. Yeah, but, we're going to talk about Ryder Cup. But you can, anticipation's good. That's exciting. I'm excited. It's a trip of a lifetime. Yeah. Super I mean, excited. Although, you know, getting out of town, mama a little nervous leaving kids. Oh, know, yeah. That kind of stuff. But it'll be good. You have a tribe to take care of them. You're good. I think the only golf thing for me is the member guest I'm waitlisted for. I was number 10, now I'm number four. Ooh. So Someone throws a hip out. Those old people in Belfair. You never you're know. Gonna be, you never know. I mean, let's be honest. You never. So me and MT could come back with another piece of glass. Mm. If, if we, you don't play from the senior tees. If we ham and egg it enough. Yeah, I know. Now we well, have to play from real tees, which whatever. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, man. Well... Golf for me, I was able to play one of my favorite courses yesterday, Harbortown. Oh, in a awesome. Little, in a little group and started rusty, but finished 
really strong, which was good. And hard course, right? Super hard. Small greens. And I think second smallest on tour. But what's that one that's on the peninsula? Is that 17 or 18? 17 is the par three, and then 18 is that the final hole, which is super wide. I've only been there once, so I'm just trying to. We're think. going it next year on the oh, Harbor yeah. Town. I know. I'm super excited. Heritage. Grace is pumped too. I know. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about. We talked. We're going to talk about dad life. Yeah. Which can incorporate a trip a little bit because obviously you saw my daughter. Yeah. But let's start with you. Tell me something going on. The family, dad life. I mean, where where are you in the throes of? It's homecoming week next week, mm. as you know. Oh, you guys getting costumes ready? So we're getting the costumes ready. How absolutely annoying is this? <laughs> oh. And I know that the kids love it, and they get to dress up as twins, and they get to dress up like a teacher, and they get to dress up like they're from the seventies. But I mean, honestly, part of the value of going to a private school and just having the same uniform every single day is where mom and dad don't have to think about it at six o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock at night the night before. But my wife's doing a great job. She's working with the kids to figure out what their outfits will be this, this week. And then they're doing Tiny Eagles, which we go to Hilton Head Christian Academy. They're the Eagles. And Tiny Eagles is where the first grade through fifth grade girls get to be a cheerleader for a week. Pretend. And then they get to do it at the <laughs> halftime Home, show. Yeah, homecoming. At homecoming. Yes. So both of my girls are very excited in doing that. My daughter is doing this too. So this, this is gonna should be fun. Too. Yeah. And uh, well, you're going to be pseudo dad to Sadie for me because no, I have stolen my wife away from. We're doing from a sleepover. Yeah. We're doing a homecoming game. Oh. We're doing it all. And there's a play that we're missing. This, the mm-hmm. timing didn't work out for this Rome trip to Ryder Cup. But to my credit, I booked this prior to these things happening that we knew about and she yeah. getting in the play. But I'm appreciative of you. Well, I have a question. You, you did say something on our trip about stuff going on in your life. So your first two born are females. That's right. Right? But you got a little boy named Noah. Oh, yeah. And he is, for the first time, out of the house going to a school. Yeah, for the first time in you, 10 years, we have 12 hours a week where we don't have any kids in but, the house. But you told me he's uh, coming back, maybe picking up some oh, boyish yeah, tendencies. Some habits. Some habits. Talk, some talk like, about that. Yeah, so, you know, we don't know any of the other parents. This isn't a school that, you know, it's a preschool, so we haven't, like, had an orientation, meet the parents, meet the kids, so I don't really know who's there. I did hear that, like, you know, one little boy was throwing sand in his face and it's like sitting on them. No, Get names. I'm petite. taking names. I want names. Dude, the girls know the names and they turned into psycho sisters. <laughs> like, don't you do that to my brother. <laughs> so it was pretty cool to see them like stand up to protect him. But yeah, so she, he's coming home and, you know, it was just a little bit more aggressive, maybe a little bit more handsy, maybe a little bit more back talk. <laughs> So there's some things where I'm like, all right, so school and socialization is good, but also stop it. <laughs> ah, there's a counterbalance. I mean, he's got two right. older systems, right? You want them to be a, you want them to be, I mean, boys want to pick up sticks and pretend they're guns and want to be rough and tumble. From the beginning. I mean, they're going to jump on, I mean, they're going to run a wrestle. I mean, thing. and not to get into gender ideology nonsense, no. but like boys are so from the beginning. And I didn't have this with the first, you know, what? seven and a half years of parenthood and now all of a sudden i turn around and the kid's holding a sword <laughs> he goes i'm gonna kill you i'm like okay let's do this bring also, it bring I it I, 24 I, pound noah I, think I did tell you i was sitting on the couch and like finishing up an email i put my computer down he sneaks up behind me on the couch and he goes full like he can't rear naked choke and like get it deep in there because oh, yeah, it's so yeah, tiny. Yeah, but yeah. he goes, wraps his whole arms around me, and he leans in real close to my ear, and he goes, "Go to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the reason this is funny is, and this is Noah, if you're listening one day, at this stage in his life, he is a sweet little. I don't know if he weighs thirty pounds. I'm not sure. Uh, he's not yet 30 pounds. I mean, but he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's three, he's, about to be four? Yeah. Okay. He's small in stature, big in spirit. I oh mean, that's God. what I should say. <laughs> yes. That is, that's a great, that's an accurate definition. Yeah. And so for him to try to sleeper hold you. <laughs> it's amazing. That's a great, that is awesome. That's so, fun. Well, you've, so, what are you guys, 
doing with your time? Your 12 hours a week? So we are, so Mondays I have a standing work meeting. So like nothing really goes on Monday mornings while they're at school, but Wednesday and Friday, we're trying to get out and play either nine holes, pickleball or tennis. Nice. So it's starting to cool down a little bit to where it's not like oppressive down here. Do you wear the long shorts to pick a ball or do you acquiesce to the rules and get like the little white tennis shorts? Like, <laughs> no, there's no, <laughs> uh, there's no white tennis outfits yet. I do know that you bought some though. So when we I play, did. I'm ready. I'm going to counterbalance you and wear well, the no. long basketball I, shorts. I'm known, I mean, in my small circles. In your spheres. I'm one of the better dressers. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I mean, it's self-proclaimed. You could email contact <laughs> at often never in doubt if you want to dispute this. <laughs> so no, you don't wear the long shorts? No, man, we just go out and we, I mean, there's, at Pickleball, it's pretty great because the, the club community that I'm in, they wear some serious Pickleball gear. I didn't even know that there's a whole section in my golf shop dedicated to Pickleball and tennis gear, but especially the older ladies that, that play like the nine holes and they do like the nine and dine and mm. they'll come out and they'll play and they're in matching visors and floral print tennis shirts. And Where do you think your age is in comparison to the average age of the other people participating in this? Like club? I said, so when we first moved in, there was a whole street wide party. There was the Lexington Open, which is a golf tournament mm -hmm. and dinner. Lexington is the name of the street that you live on. Yeah. We're not going to give out the address because we don't want hate mail. That would be good. Yeah. And so we're sitting there and they, they make all the new members stand up and introduce themselves. And I said, you know, so my wife, of course, is not going to do that. So I stand up in front of this whole room of maybe 50, 60 people. And I just introduce myself. I said, my name is Stephen Libman. And they said, well, tell us what you're doing here. And I said, my whole job here is to bring down the median demographic of Belfair. <laughs> Did they laugh? 90% of them laughed. 10% <laughs> of them still don't talk to me and my wife. But <laughs> You do know how the average and medium works. I mean, you're one of 700. That's not going to bring it down too much. We brought it down a little bit. Just a little bit. I Fractional. Mean, yeah. So I would say the average age in there is probably in the mid 60s. Oh, yeah. I mean, now. Yeah. There's been 50% turnover in the last two years of that oh, whole yeah. place. So I think it's gotten younger. We're one of... covid yeah, we're one of Thanks like, a lot, Bin Laden. <laughs> we're one of nine families in there with kids. So it's, it's growing. It's getting better. But yeah, yeah my, I always get asked when I go out to dinner who I'm visiting. Yeah. So maybe eventually they'll realize that I just live there. People always come up to me and they go, who's your parents? And I was like, oh, you don't know them. Or don't even live in. maybe there's a realtor that's listening to this. Maybe they can help you find a place that's kid-friendly. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I was told by my realtor when I moved in that young families are moving into the area. That's and a true statement. But it was not a lie. But two young families. But two out of 700. We're not so. going to throw Ricky T under the bus there. No. So dad life. Yeah, man. So look, let's, I mean, we got to get into the trip to seeing your daughter. Oh, yeah. That's Clemson. cool. I mean. Yeah, so we went up to Clemson. My daughter, Shelby, is freshman. I guess she was three or four weeks in when we went up there. So, But we have to back this up because I have been here to witness some of the Shelby Reed little trinkets since she has left. Like? I mean, you got to share that. It's adorable. Which one are you talking about? Just the little little notes everywhere. Oh, you oh, keep opening oh. up a freezer and oh, finding a note. Yes, yes. So we've got basically a scavenger hunt that we don't know we are supposed to be on. That <laughs> you're participating of in. Pink post-it notes throughout the house that have small quips or notes from Shelby. So you open up the fridge or behind something or in the wine cellar or underneath. A photo, there's a note like, uh, miss you, are you missing me? Hi, bring me money. Send money. Yeah, send I money. Did that. I'm hungry. I don't In know. the refrigerator, yes. I think, attached to a yes. bottle of wine with send money. That's right. That was cute. But well, also, what's interesting is you, we went to go play golf and you hadn't played for a month yeah, but she was gone. Bag. And you pull out the yes. and I was like, Oh, it's still happening. That's yeah. so fun. Still and I'm still finding them. That's cool. That is cool. Also, the kind of the funny thing of the progression of leaving the the house and the independence, but also, hey, there's still things 
I don't know or need to know. Like my favorite text, and Shelby, if you listen to this, I love you. But my favorite text is, hey, dad, can you bring me a light bulb? <laughs> I mean, that is, and what, I mean, what did happen? So I thought pull- it was so strange. I climb into the car. I put my golf clubs in. I put my, my bag in. I sit down and I look to my left and there's a great devotional book, some amazing smelling cookies, and two random light bulbs. <laughs> Hey, I, did, I brought her a light bulb, despite me wanting to text her back, Ace is less than a mile away, but it's okay. Hey, that, it's, there's still a that connection. light bulb has character now. It well, has traveled hundreds of miles. Well, as far as Shelby, she's doing great. It was uh, my one takeaway from the trip was, which I expected nothing less of her, but she's surrounding herself with good people. Mm. And it's neat to see the friends that she has known and that she's making. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I think... If I look back at my college career, if there were mistakes made, it literally came down to the crowd that I was mm. with and not being the thermostat, but being the thermometer yeah. in terms of temperature around the people that I was around. So it was really good to see and meet some of the kids that she's hanging out with. And we had a great time. Yeah. Her roommate's fantastic. We're going to unpack that in a different episode because it's interesting. You know, we've all heard about at any moment in your life, you're becoming more like the five people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. But we'll talk about that because that's important. But just a teaser, what's really convicting, which just happened this year to me, was the thought of, am I the good influencer, the bad influencer of the five, of someone else's five? Like, right. And, you know, you know, I'm analyzing. I'm looking out. In what context am I? <laughs> we'll talk about that. The only other, I mean, dad, wife stuff, we're in the throes with JP, my son, of this journey into collegiate golf Mm. and it's interesting i mean he's got it and he will play in college oh the kid can play but But when did he start and i just need this for my own like i can get well i've got photos and videos of him thwacking rodents that's an ode to to andrew rice my south african brother from another mother but since he was two or three, oh. and he's always been out there and had a passion. But but he's played mostly baseball. He's done everything: swim and shooting, shooting and trumpet, all the stuff. He's been you know natural great. athlete. But he's focused this year on this. But just the crazy. I don't. I don't want to go into it. But just the craziness of trying to get in college. It's the resumes and oh yeah, I heard you on the, the phone letters. talking about the resume. I know. So, but he did a great job. We've got our resumes put together. But that's just been a, been new to me. I mean, I didn't play college sports i mean even though i probably could have done underwater basket weaving if i wanted to there was that time that you wanted to play water polo for the yes. outfit yes but i didn't like the ears i didn't like the, i know yeah in my yeah. did my hair do no it's uh, that's kim and i are in the throes of that but props to jp he's taken ownership of it and i mean even today we're we've it's kind of weird to think i mean literally this happened today we are listing schools that he could go to and like it, we're putting it in an Excel spreadsheet, putting the coach's name, the contact information. And oh, man. this weekend, early next week, we're, he is sending you know letters and resumes. But so do you so, have to do that? You have to like go sell the coach, basically? You oh, have to like go apply and reach out and say, I mean, hey, look, this is who I am. And the bottom line is you got to know how to play golf and you got to play. Your score at the end of the day sure. is what gets you there. Yeah. But there's an art to staying in contact and those type things, which is all new to us. But man, is the ta- so it's funny the takeaway today for me jp sent his one of his golf coaches tim cook who's at sea pines one of the top guys we're so i mean that's a whole nother story so blessed how god's opened doors but you mentioned his name i follow him on yeah. instagram you were like don't listen to anybody else <laughs> so but he is able to email him and say hey here's my resume here's my cover letter here's the schools i'm looking at and for him to kind of coach him but it's oh, just awesome. crazy to see I don't know if JP sees, I know I didn't see it in high school. The type of, the people that God's put, like he's got, I mean, Andrew Rice still, I mean, Adam Kushner at Berkeley Hall, Derek Lemire, who's an amazing, awesome trainer. And, but I mean, he's just got, uh, Mark Wichter, who's a friend of our, his son is at NC State. You know, we've just got these people that, you know, pour into him and loving him. He's 16 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, <clears throat> one day he's going to look back and understand. I was ignorant of it as, as well. Yeah, you I don't think- know. At that age, you take a lot for granted, and why? Well, you don't you? know. You're yeah, 16. you don't know. Yeah, right? it's, it's right. not a fault of anything, but no. But All I right. did know everything at 16. Yeah, everything. Now that I'm 42, I know nothing. 
It's like the saying that I, at 16, I couldn't believe how dumb my dad was. But by the time I was 35, how much he has like learned. He's grown a lot. <laughs> He's grown a lot. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we got to keep moving. We're trying to keep this to 40 yes, minutes. So. But dad life, good stuff. Oh, we're we, drinking. We're, so that's what I'm going to say. Let's talk about this. Yeah. So we are drinking a cool Pinot Noir, but I'm going to back up. I am going to talk about my wife for a second. Oh, so I had found one of my favorite wines, white wines. I'm not a big white wine drinker. It's hard to come by. It's a Fumé Blanc. Now that's French, Fumé. It's F-U-M-E with the little thing over it. I mean, I took four years. Apostrophe. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Thompson, I'm sorry. Madame Thompson, I'm sorry. I don't know if it's an <laughs> accent, a grave, a goo, whatever. But it's just fan- Fumé Blanc is the same grape as a Sauvignon Blanc. But I don't want to tell the story because I'm going to find it again. Okay. But I will say this. I was looking for it today in the refrigerator. It was not there. So on our golf trip. Where had it gone? It got consumed by someone who shall not be named, but she has brown <laughs> curly hair, lives in my house. It's 100 feet from us. Yeah, and with a neighbor. And she said it was really good. <laughs> well, she really no, liked it. No crud. <laughs> but it's just such a cool story. Uh, the Gurgich Hill story, which we're going to talk about in another episode, is awesome. So I had to pivot today. And oh, that's what we were going to be we partaking were in this morning. Today. This, yeah, this, okay, is, a, this gotcha. is a new discovery. I've learned this. So I had a pivot. Friends episode. Pivot. Luckily. Pivot. Luckily, I have a little cellar. You have some wine in the house. Yeah. So we. Because if we were filming at my house today. Oh, no. I, we would have probably little, went. Little penguin. Woodford. Yellowtail. Tito's. Something. <laughs> it would, we'd have to put grape juice. I do have a homemade red wine from somebody that's left on my please counter. Don't, please don't ever. Share that with me. Well, so what we're drinking today. What we're drinking today. So let me back up real fast. I know a little bit, not a lot, about wine. And on a recent flight somewhere, I don't know where, I watched a documentary called, oh, Living Wine. It's called Living Wine. I think it came out in the last year. It's about these California growers that are kind of going back to the roots of not putting sulfites, like nurturing the land, I'm not doing additives. Not a lot of people know that there's about 250, 290 approved additives in the United States that you can put to wine. Um, Different per country too, right? Yeah, of course. And there's no labels that have to tell you what's in them. I'm not poo-pooing the wine industry. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, there's mass production. We need to be able to go to an Applebee's and, you know, get whatever, you know, house. Yeah, there is. (laughs) But this thing called liquid... What was it? What did I just say? Living, living, living wine. Yep. It's a little artsy, but it is neat. I mean, they're also bringing different varietals of grapes, like a Gamby and other stuff, back into the United States that the actual, like the missionaries would bring over. And then even the natives taught them how to crop and they brought these grapes. And mm. it's cool, kind of the what used to be here. So that got me thinking about, they call it raw wine. Raw wine is where you don't really filter it. You don't do a lot of additives. And you oh, grow, that's interesting. You, what you grow, what you can grow. And yeah. if it ends up, you know, harvesting early, you do something. If it's late, you make dessert wine early. It could be Prosecco mm-hmm. or some kind of sparkling. But we got a Chardonnay and it, you can't even see through it. It's cloudy. So anyways, yeah. I joined this club called Raw, W-A, no, R-A-W. Yeah. Hooked on Bahonics worked for me. R-A-W, <laughs> R-A-W wine club. We're all wine club. And there's a lady who curates this, Isabel, and you get six bottles from around the world once a month. Anyways, so today we are going to have this Pinot Noir from, and it's a nod. I, I picked this on purpose because we're talking golf. We're talking wine. Andrew Rice, Andrew Rice from South Africa was one of my big influences, not just in golf, but and wine and one of my best buds. So yeah, so we're at, this is Cape South Coast, South Africa. This is a Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. okay? And it's one of the the natural raw wines. So there's no sulfites in it. Oh, so Grace can drink this. Yeah, no sulfites. So yes, a lot of people are alert. They say, oh, I get headaches or I get a, you know, it's- They have some reaction. Yeah, so, and they t- it's an antihistamine reaction. Normally they get flush in the neck or, yeah. you know, kind of stuff like that. So people have to take Benadryl. But anyways, so this is all natural. Pinot Noir. It is made by, it's called, what is it called? J.H. Meyer Wines. Okay. And it's a single grape 
And so I'm gonna take a quick sip. I mean, actually the visually, it's a little darker than most Pinot Noirs, maybe even a little cloudy. Mm -hmm. um, when I hold it up to white, I get four colors. We'll talk about that sometime, but you want to see kind of four colors from clarity to just a little hint of a rose, you know, to the pink, to the dark. And then it's a little more tart than most yeah. Pinot Noirs. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a little more experience. I want to hear what you, you, you tell me what you think first. Yeah, I mean, very drinkable, not real like tannin heavy, mm -hmm. not real acidic for a Pinot. I think it's really cool plum color to it. Yeah, it does. I like that. That's a good description. Plum with a hint of dirt thrown in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like it looks, plum. Yeah, it looks like, <laughs> what do you taste in it? I almost went eastbound and down. Kids are listening. Little, ch <laughs> little cherry. Mm, interesting. And yeah, a little bit of, I don't know what you call that, earthiness, like a little bit of dirt, but mm, it's funny. And yeah, a little bit of tart, bitter. Yeah. Like, I think you're right on the tart, like the cherry. I think it's a tart cherry. Mm-hmm. It's funny, it smells earthy, but. But doesn't taste. No, it's so very straightforward. Yeah. Not in the jammy way, but us, uh, us people that think we know wine, you know, you old world, new world, this is different. I mean. It smells earthy, but there's definitely fruit. So what well, I like about this conversation is I'm a wine for dummies guy mm. and Pratt knows a lot more about golf, dad life and wine, but it's nice to be able to sit and still talk about it. You know just more about like, long you know shorts. I do know a ton more about long And shorts. hair products. <laughs> That's all I must say. I mean, look, you and need And how hair. to wear black in July in the <laughs> South. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. What? Those are true statements. <laughs> I mean, Jack of all trades, master of some. Yes, that's true. <laughs> well, here, I actually, let me pull up real fast. So the winemaker, let's hear from the winemaker. I'm going to read. Let me pull up. I got, okay, this guy, his name is, what is his name? Jer Jeremiah or something. J.H. Meyer. Okay, here we go. This is what he says. All right, it's a much warmer climate, so you get more texture, a little more structure in terms of tannins, but you also get a light, earthy kind of freshness in the wine. Okay, I can feel that. All right, it's a real African Pinot Noir. I don't know what that means, let's see. Uh, he says, you know, it's not Burgundian, it's Jura. I don't know what J, am I saying that right? J-U-R-A, Jorah? I don't Jorah? know. Jorah? Okay, Burgundian, for most people, they don't know. Burgundian is old world style. The okay. burgundy style, so you would think you taste earth, mushrooms, sometimes slate, a lot of like peat moss, mm -hmm. um, you know, the north side of a tree bark. Right. Yeah. That's right. Burgundian versus what you call New World, which is fruit and stuff. So he says, you know, it's not Burgundian, it's Jura. Here we go. You can feel that it's from somewhere different. We've got leopards walking through our vineyards. We've I got, could taste the leopard, actually. You, I, well, here's what I can now taste. Now that I can. We've got baboons. Oh, boy. oh my. Okay. Are they red bottom? Okay, here we go. We are completely different to Europe, and you can taste it in the wine. There's a slight earthiness and a slight rawness to the wine in terms of character. I get that. Yeah, I feel like yeah. you described it really well. Yeah, so it's earthy and fruit forward, but it doesn't taste like Europe. It tastes like sunshiny Cape Coast. So one that was the big difference actually, because most of the Pinots that I've had are French. Yeah. And there is a difference like yeah. very even texturally hey time out for a fun fact fun fact most grace most if not all real champagne is made from pinot noir grapes which is a red grape but you wouldn't know that so there you go that is a fun fact yeah i know also to be champagne it has to come from only one yeah the champagne region, region. region. Right. that's right and then it's just sparkling or now everyone's getting fancy with prosecco in italy or cava in spain which i am huge in cava we're gonna have some of that in one of the episodes, but let's keep going. Cool. So I'm gonna say one thing though. Well, so I, cheers first. Cheers, yeah. Thank you. About, well, I wanna tell you what, one thing I taste, which is interesting. I don't normally taste this, but when I was Argentina, I tasted this. I kinda taste a little bit of salt in this. Oh, wow. Do you taste it? Yeah, like, now that you mention it. Right? It's kinda salty, like salt air, right? Totally. Yeah. That's really interesting. And to me, that's what it, so anyways, this is from Raw Wine Club, and I do get, so there's a woman ooh, who puts this together. 
I'm actually going to pull up the tasting notes right now from the actual. It's Do not, you have a QR code that we could share with the listeners in the notes? Yes. Perfect. Yeah, I can. Actually, what, what do you call those little things that you scan like a little? Yep. Yeah, QR code. that's what it is? Okay, yep. perfect. Okay, here we go. This is Isabel's thoughts on, she calls it number SO2 Pinot Noir. Oh, yeah, this Pinot Noir. Okay, here's what she says. This is a delicious restrained Pinot Noir that combines earthy umami notes. What is umami? Umami is like a deep richness of flavor. It's, oh, that sounds a little okay. pretentious. Okay. It does. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Let's talk it. That combines earthy umami notes with a touch of smokiness, sweet cedar spice, ooh, upfront juicy notes of black cherry, which we talked about. Yep. And elderberry. Oh, I can get the little. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. The tannins are present but silky and integrated. Interesting. So it's a blend. Okay. In a refreshing wine with almost a saline mineral. Oh, there's your salt. Salt. There you go. But I, I've had plenty of wines that have that salt air. Yeah. You know, that gets that mist off the salts. It's nice. What would you eat with this? I think personally, I think shellfish, maybe even something like lamb. Yeah. Because. Which usually you don't see those two meats pair well with the same wine, but I think the salinity with the lamb would be amazing. I think. And then the tartness with the shellfish. Shellfish. I could see even raw or even shout out to our boys and girls at uh, Left and Room, you know, some of their baked oysters at lunch like this. Oh, yeah. Because they get that garlic and the Parmesan. Oh. Yeah. Even that grilled octopus. Yes. Ooh. I love octopus. Okay, so this is good. We'll share this. Yeah, um, enjoy it. We'll share it and let's, sign up maybe for we'll, the wine club. And let's wrap up with our. We talk about either we're trying to still figure this out. If it's going to be a red pill moment, some weeks it might be. Some might mm. be quotes. Did you have a quote this week? That anything that popped out at you? I, I have not had a quote. I've been. How are you on Instagram and not seen a quote? Everyone quotes something. Yeah, so I think I'm a nerd in the sense that I follow similar things to you on Twitter and Instagram, which is Wait, like- Wait, does that make me a nerd? Yeah. No. Economics and like what's happening and like, you know, <laughs> how auto defaults are taking place. And I, so I resemble I mean, that remark. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, I think, so this week I ran this faith-driven entrepreneur host oh, party. That was great, I was So there. I think maybe if there's a, a takeaway quote that, really resonated with me this week is that ownership is stewardship. And we were talking about faith-driven investing. Where are you putting your time, effort, energy, and money? And this one guy who is the CEO of a large corporation was saying that every investment has impact. Mm -hmm. And as you invest, you become part owner of that company and ownership requires stewardship. And I thought it was impactful just because I thought, Man, how many places are we spending time, effort, energy, money that maybe doesn't align with our worldview yeah. versus does? And, you know, so that's been on the forefront of my mind with this faith-driven watch party. And we talked about it. Yeah. Now we're going to do like maybe a little monthly meetup and just integrate faith and finance and have those conversations. So that I think was what was kind of on the forefront of my mind this week because I did that C12 meeting yeah. with a bunch of other Christian CEOs and then that host party. So that's been kind of the focus. I follow Country Club adjacent, so there's a lot of really funny <laughs> golf quotes, but I won't say them we'll here. Go there. <laughs> well, it's interesting what you're talking about. So yesterday when I played Harbortown, one of my good buddies, Eddie Money, we call him, his name's Edward Taylor. Is he in the money? Oh, I met him. Yeah, he's with Verity. We were talking about this. He just came back from a conference, and um, they were just talking about really doing, I don't know what you do, but you just cast the net, the data mining, whatever, over yeah. these companies. And you can really put some specific categories in there to see what they're investing in, mm. you know, what their companies are investing in and stuff like that. And really, he and his company are talking about carving out, hey, these are companies that fit our profile of dividends, this is growth, da, 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 da. but also faith-based and put it in a different bucket because yeah. you know there are people such as myself that are like hey i i mean if i'm going to invest it does have an impact and if this is still under your model because i hire people that know more than me which 
Barity does. Yeah. Also, that's wisdom. Yeah. Could you, under what you guys know, show me some companies, show me some stuff that I would align you know, my, and that was a conversation and they're going to do that. Which That's is very cool. Really cool. I just, conversation. Yeah. it's funny because it stemmed, you know, they were doing it. We were talking about it anyways. So. Yeah. Interesting because you can do both. Yeah. Right. So I think it's really cool that there's more people taking an intentional outlook on how do we do both? Mm -hmm. Because I think for the longest time it was just, okay, what's the return profile? Right. Which is fine. I mean, I, I think you need to make a good return profile. Yeah. That was something I'm glad you brought that up. So for me, I saw an, a picture that ended up having a quote on it, a saying. Baseball pitcher? No, it wasn't even a pitcher of water. Water. Oh. No. Was it a pick? It wasn't a Voss either. <laughs> no. Voss. No, I saw a photograph. Photograph. Of a water tower, and I think something was superimposed on it, and maybe even a Nike, which I'm not supporting Nike right now. But it was interesting. It said, let me get this right. It was very simple. I saw it two days ago. It said, yesterday... You said tomorrow. Mm. Man. Man, does that convict the procrastinator in me. Oh. <laughs> I don't so like it, that. It hit me two ways. It hit me two ways. For the, the listeners in Kazakhstan that don't know me, I am I have zero self-discipline. Zero. Like, I, it's not natural to me. So when I do these crazy stunts, you know, like, whatever, row a marathon or, or run 43 climb miles to an, climb you know, a mountain. Night. It's, yeah. I have to put that self-discipline in my life because I don't have it. Yeah. And what's interesting when you do that is it bleeds oh, into other areas. So yeah. if I decide to get up and go to CrossFit, props to Martin and Amber and 843, my wife who is a coach there. But if I do that, it bleeds the rest of my day. Like self-discipline begets self-discipline, yeah. right? And it's not natural to me. And so the second thing is most people don't know is I've had the worst healthier. I mean, ripped ligaments basically or whatever I did, level three sprain in yeah. July, what, January. I was in a brace, then plantar well, fasciitis. Last year. Well, no, this year. This year. All kinds of stuff. I was in an ankle <clears> brace <throat> and then I had plantar fasciitis and then I blew my back out. And it's like been all of a sudden eight months go by and I've done nothing, mm. which is crazy. But it really was convicting. Luckily, I've been walking a little bit. So I saw this and it said, yesterday, you said tomorrow. I'm like, all right. So I was, all listening, right. <laughs> I was listening to a, I was listening to a podcast today. Fine, Nike. Walking my two and a half, three miles. And I will tell you the podcast was Smartless. If you hadn't heard it, it's pretty awesome. with Jason Bateman and uh, oh, Will Arnett. And, anyways, anyways, oh, guys. So I'm listening. We're going to get them on the show. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. Sean, I know you're on my DMs, so come on. <laughs> so I'm two miles in this morning. I'm thinking about our podcast today. Yeah. I'm thinking about, do I have an aha moment or, and I was like, golly, that yesterday convicted me. And I was like, I haven't done anything. And you know what I did? I do not. I literally took off, I would call it slow yogging. It's a silent J. It's a yog. Yeah. Yes. He wasn't running. But I just like, oh, I'm about a mile away from the house. This is silly. I mean, I've, you know, conquered all these other things and I, I'm- Let's get the cardio up. Just, get, just go. Like, just start somewhere. It's not next week. It's not when I get back from Rome in two weeks. I'm already out walking. And so it wasn't like epic. I'm not saying, but for my own mental fortitude, Yeah. you know, I run, I ran about a mile home after I said I was just going to walk. And I was like- I feel like I could conquer the world now. But right. it's amazing how in this, and I fall subject to this, but in this culture of I'm going to watch one Netflix episode and oh, it yeah. turns into four episodes and it's tomorrow I will do my resume. Tomorrow I will do the first workout. Tomorrow I yeah. will do my first devotion. Tomorrow I'll call that guy that I've been thinking. You know, I don't know who says it. It might be. I mean, so Jocko obviously always says discipline equals freedom. And I'm not a disciplined guy either. Like, I think if you and I took the culture index, which is kind of a personality assessment, we would fall very similar on this one scale that measures that. But one of my mentors once said, motivation doesn't just come. Like, I think we always wait for motivation to come. And motivation comes by doing the thing. So interestingly enough, yesterday, my wife brought the kids to, what brought Noah to pickleball. So he would go and play. And I was alone by myself at 
eight o'clock in the morning. And I was like, all right, I don't have a meeting until 9.30. What do I do? There's a million things that I could have done. Clearly, you didn't prepare for this podcast, but that's cool. No worries. I never. But <laughs> I did put, I, I was like, you know what? Let's just go take this dog on a five-mile walk. Yeah. And I went to go throw my headphones in, and they were dead. And I said to my wife when I got back, I was like, it was such a blessing because I have not just gone out with my own thoughts I always have input, right? I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably one of those people, like you have input coming in all the time. But there's such, to be out in the sunlight, walking with the dog, just with my own thoughts, thinking about some of the issues that we're having at work or thinking about the kids or thinking about what we're doing this weekend was just, it was so good because there wasn't that either music or podcast or book, whatever I was gonna have in my ears. But that's what I did. I was like, let's just go walk five miles. And it took an hour-ish and I got back, I was hot, sweaty, it was humid yeah. out, still 30 minutes before my meeting. And I felt better throughout the entire day. First of day. all, if you walk five miles an hour, that's a 12 minute mile. I'm gonna let you know that five you should be on the- hour, 12 miles. Oh, well, you know the right cheek, left yeah, cheek? Yeah, I do the speed yeah. walking. Speed walking. <laughs> Sheesh. He just did that for us. I did, you can see it. on the video, okay. But no, you're right though, like it's interesting. For sure. But motivation comes from doing the thing. And that's what yeah. it is. Like, I don't want to go practice the this. sense of accomplishment, do- right? Like, how did you, for me, it's so funny. Like, again, I'm, I say this very humbly. I mean, I'm getting older. I'm 45. But just two years ago, I ran 43 miles through the night. Now I had tons of support and stuff like that. But for me to run nine tenths of a mile a day, for that to motivate me, yeah, was like, oh man, I need to get my butt in gear. Right, like it was crazy. The mental shift. Like, yeah, it's oh, like, wow. oh my gosh, you know. But, but that's the thing. Just go do it, right? I mean, yeah. I think, yeah. So no um, accolades for Nike or whatever. But yeah. I mean, man, do they know how to slogan yeah. like just do that? it? Yeah. The whole just do it is like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that boils it down to three words: just go and do it. Well, it's great. Yeah, I think we got some fun topics. We're learning. I'm going to tell you, and I interrupted, I apologize. It's one of my spiritual gifts, along with guesstimation, okay, <laughs> along with procrastination, all right, sarcasm. Sarcasm is a That's spiritual a gift. spiritual gift mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> and I have the tongue of the cat of nine tails, so, which is, it means that my comments. Which makes sense, actually, because sarcasm comes from the Greek word sarkos, which means cutting of the flesh. Oh, so nice. really just integrate. So basically, well. my tongue is like a cat of nine tails where the shards. The, the Bible has a lot to say about this. Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap this up. Thank you guys for listening. We're yes. going to get better. I will say this. I felt more comfortable yeah. today, which is good. And we have some topics. I think we probably should introduce some new things, maybe like letters to the editor. Maybe, you know, we'll have to get an email address where people can yes. like write in like uh you know, hey, shout out to my brother, you know, who broke par for the first time or hey, shout out, <laughs> hey, it's somebody's birthday. I mean, yeah, look, we should do that. I don't know. We might be overwhelmed with our listeners, but <laughs> for now, if you do have a comment, I will say this. Most of you guys have my email, but it's pread at readgroupsc.com. We will get a official often wrong, never in doubt. Probably a demon. Yeah, something, something mm-hmm. like that. But final thoughts. Final thoughts. Mid-September. Kids are back in school. Mm-hmm. Excited for this fall. Yeah. That's so good. thanks for listening. Obviously, thanks for the the wine pairing today. Viori, um, are you listening? Okay. Thanks for our wives putting up with us. That's doing 20, this. 20, yeah. I owe more than thanks for 23 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amongst other things, let me count the ways. But anyway, all right. Enjoy the weekend, folks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. My sign off is: I hope this uh, brought a smile to your face. Because as my grandmother used to say, just just remember this, it might be the only sunshine someone sees today. Mm, Mm. I like that. And with that, we're out. See ya. All right, that's a wrap on episode two. Thank you guys for listening. I think we did better, but maybe not. We've got a lot of fun ideas. Hopefully uh, you guys will tune in to the next episode and share with people and to our Kazakhstan followers. Salute? I don't, that might be, I don't know.